You're listening to Story Trails The Interviews, a micro-series that precedes the complete Story Trails series launch by Becky Stirrup. What's that? You're so tiny, you need to speak up! Oh, Derek. My name's Derek. Derek the Dragon. What's my job? I just told you I'm a dragon. Course it's an occupation. Find treasure, take it to lair. Job done. Job. Ergo, occupation. You do you have any treasure? Oh, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Don't mind me. Bit peckish. You look well fed. Yeah, nice and plump. <clears throat> what, what was that? Oh, the guide wants to open up the trail for human tours. Oh, do they? No, I hadn't heard. What do I think? Ooh, I don't know. A few humans might make a nice change to the uh, the menu, I suppose. I mean the view. I mean the view, <laughs> not the menu. <laughs> Hmm. Although we might have to, to, to clear it up a bit though round here. <laughs> it's a bit messy on the path there, isn't it? What? Me? Oh, I'll have you know that I never leave my dung lying around. No, no this path is all littered with uh, some other dragon dung, that is. Not, not, not mine, some, some other dragons from somewhere else. But... Not, not me. <laughs> Somewhere probably down south. Uh, oh, is that to me again? <laughs> you want to come for my lunch? I, I mean, you want to come for some lunch? I mean, do you want... Oh, do you, just lunch, you know. Lunch that we share. I'm not saying that you'd be my lunch. Oh, no, no matter how tasty you look. Where are you going? Oh, come back. I was only going to have a nibble. You've been listening to Story Trails The Interviews, a micro-series that precedes the full series launch of Story Trails The Ultimate Package Holiday, a podcast for grown-ups and children to enjoy together. This micro-series has been developed specifically to provide families with something fun to do during these tricky times. Each episode introduces a character from the Enchanted Realm, gives you a creative mission that, should you choose to accept, may result in your wonderful creations being displayed on the Story Trails website, and includes a chapter from the latest draft of my book, The Knotbird. Keep listening for this week's creative mission and the chapter from The Knotbird. This week's creative mission is to create a dragon lair complete with treasure. Then email pictures of your creations to info at storytrails.co.uk and visit www.storytrails.co.uk to see your lairs displayed. Keep listening for this week's chapter from the Knotbird. The Knotbird is intended for children from the ages of 8 to 10, but some younger and some older children may enjoy it. The story includes themes of family, separation, friendship and identity. Towards the end of the book, it also includes some violence and death. 
It is a journey of discovery and found family. These chapters are taken from the latest draft of the novel, which has now been edited about (laughs) eight times or so. This draft will be edited again, um, and that edit will involve some structural changes suggested by the latest reviewer. I believe that the book is good as it stands, or I wouldn't be sharing it here, but I also agree that the suggested changes will make it better. So I will be making them, and the published book will likely be a bit different from the one you hear here. I am reading this version here to provide another source of entertainment and engagement for folk during this time, and uh, to sort of share that idea with any creative folk listening that things are edited and things go through many revisions. First drafts are rarely the final draft. So, you know, keep on working on your own creative endeavours and you'll grow with the making. I hope you enjoy the following chapter. The Knotbird, Chapter 1 It was a bright spring day when the great forest birds awoke for first hatching. The males left early to gather berries, while the females prepared for their new arrivals. Among them, a bird named Chiru eagerly watched her eggs. When they began to rock to and fro, she ruffled her feathers to think how happy her mate Burrow would be. Then it happened. One by one, small pink heads pecked their way out and demanded food with loud cheeps. No one was more surprised than she when, from the last egg, a green head emerged. Instead of a beak, he had a long face with a row of tiny teeth. He took one look at his mother and instead of tweeting like the other chicks, he burped. All the birds in all the trees grew quiet. A green chick without a beak had been hatched. For a moment, silence filled the forest. Then the birds filled the air with their noise and their bodies as they flew to Chiru's nest. Chiru hopped back and forth as more and more birds invaded her nest to poke and peck at the strange chick. Every branch was full of squawking birds, and Chiru's frustration turned to anger as she tried to shoo them away. They kept pressing in closer and closer until Chiru couldn't breathe, and then, at last, she heard the call of the males returning. Baru would make the others leave. He would defend their chicks. The males heard the confusion, and Cheru's mate rushed to their nest. The birds hopped out of the way to let Burrow through. He flew straight to the green chick, leaned in close. The little thing looked up at Burrow, and he opened his mouth, hoping to be fed. Burrow stepped back and stared at Cheru. Her relief vanished when she saw the anger in his eyes. Burrow opened his beak and gave a great cry. This is not my chick, Cheru. I will not feed it. All the birds called out at once. Such a thing had never been heard of. The females sided with Cheru and the males with Burrow, and as they gathered and chattered, the green chick was pushed farther to the edge of the nest. He did not understand what was happening. He could not even fully open his eyes to see. He knew only that he was hungry. No one noticed as he was pushed aside. No one except Cheru. Her other chicks were being guarded by male birds, but no one was watching her strange green child. She looked for him through feathers and noise and saw him balancing on the nest's edge. Time seemed to stop, and Cheru tried to fly through the press of bodies. 
She pushed and shoved and feathers were torn from her wings and she was almost there. She could almost touch him. But then he fell. <sighs> Cheru tried to see where he had gone, but there was nothing. She hung her head and all the lustre in her feathers seemed to fade. One by one, the birds fell quiet. A hush descended until the only sound was the low keening coming from Cheru. But Barreau did not comfort his mate. Instead, he stood watchful guard over the other, comfortably pink chicks. Then a movement like a wave swept through the birds and bodies parted to let the leader through. The venerable great bird emerged and a place was cleared for him on the nest. He approached Cheru. She had her back to him, still staring at the space where the green chick had fallen. The leader spoke to her gently. True. Why are you sad? But she was too lost within grief to hear him. When he repeated his question, she whistled dully back. My son was pushed from the nest. Yes, but he did not fall far. She looked up to the wise face of the greatest of the great birds. He had a kind look that she had never noticed before. He slowly drew back his wings, and there, safely hidden next to his body, was her green chick. She rushed forward and drew the strange one close under her wings. Thank you, thank you, Mo-chan. She could hardly whistle. The great bird chirped. I saw him fall. He stretched out his little wings and tried to fly. He must have caught an updraft because his descent slowed enough for me to catch him. All the birds turned to one another. No chick so young had ever tried to fly. You must give him a great name, said the leader. He is ready for it. The birds chattered quietly. It was customary to wait until the third sunset before the naming, in case the young were weak or sickly. It was unlucky to lose a named chick. All the birds had earned their names, but none so soon from the egg. Cheru looked up. Will you name him Muachan? The greatest of the great birds puffed out his feathers in pride and considered carefully. He is odd, but he showed great courage, not an hour old, and he tried to fly. The leader looked at all the birds gathered around. Many were nodding. The green chick was indeed brave. The leader raised his voice. I name this chick. He paused and tilted his head. Floda. A great chorus filled the forest as the birds sang out, Floda, Floda, Floda. And Cheru knew that her green chick was accepted. And that is the end of chapter one. I hope to... See you again for chapter two. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Story Trails, The Interviews, a micro-series that precedes the upcoming podcast Story Trails, The Ultimate Package Holiday. This episode was created and acted by Becky Stirrup. The wonderful music was provided by the very talented King Rich, 
and for a full list of sound effects and credits, please see the show notes. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. Remember, words are magic, and that's why putting letters in order is called spelling. <laughs>